0: Welcome to Cool Breeze Over the Mountains, a podcast where we chronologically step through and discuss each film starring Keanu Reeves. My name is Andrew Gormley, and I am one of your hosts. I am joined on this episode and every episode by my co-hosts. I think her experiment just got a mind of its own, Whitney Nelson. (laughs) (laughs) And no one can kick his ass better than he can, Evan Wells. Oh yeah, that's me. (laughs) 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 My hope is that maybe someone who has seen the later films in his catalog hears these and they're like, oh, my God, he knows all these things. And yeah, but I mean, it's really for nothing. So
1: if anyone just heard that, if you could wait like two or three episodes and then tweet about it, that would make (laughs) Andrew really
0: happy. Don't. No, I mean, it would, but please don't feel that's necessary. (laughs) (laughs) I have a little housekeeping up at the front here. So. At the end of last week's episode, we were talking about how to get in touch with us, the whole spiel we do at the end. And I mentioned we were chatting on Twitter with another podcast host about Bill and Ted, and I just wanted to shout her out. So that that was Jen from I Never Saw That. And... She has been following us probably from the very beginning. I do a pretty terrible job about monitoring when people come in and out of the circle here. <laughs> uh, but she is delightful. She's interacted with all of us on Twitter quite a bit. Uh, and definitely check out her podcast. She co-hosts with her husband, Micah. It's I Ineversawthat.com, which is a pretty dope domain name to actually have gotten. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's yeah. pretty funny. It's it's very insightful. And yeah, just check it out. The concept is super, super unique. So just wanted to get that out there.
2: I love both of them. They're great. Yeah.
0: So that's it. Definitely check it out. So hi, Jen and Micah. Hello. (laughs) As we always do when we enter a new year in Keanu's career, we paint a picture of what was happening in the world. So here we go. I'm keeping this super short. We're basically focusing on the films and TV at this point. But there are a couple cool things that Mm -hmm. happened in 1990. A scientist in Switzerland by the name of Tim Berners-Lee publishes a proposal for something called the World Wide Web. Hmm. It never took nice. off, though, unfortunately. It just, <laughs> we never, we never kind of, heard from that guy again. Kind of want to read it. Probably holds up. I'm going to be honest. It better, it
1: better be on the internet. I'm going to be real <laughs> mad if it isn't.
0: Yeah. No, you can only find it on the World Wide Web. It is currently not on the internet. It's different. Uh, Nelson Mandela (laughs) was released from prison. So there, you know, a lot of people have thoughts about him, but that's, you know, that's the thing. The space shuttle discovery plan, uh, it put the Hubble Space Telescope into orbit. So that's pretty much changed our view of the galaxy, the universe Mm -hmm. forever. And then we found mm-hmm. out that Millie Vanilli's producer, he revealed that they were lip syncing. <laughs> I thought that was oh, man. kind of right up there was a, with the Nelson Mandela. That was a big debacle. Yeah, well, you got like...
2: It's a big enough debacle that I remember it. And I was, what, <laughs> like seven? There's no reason why I should remember anything about Millie Vanilli's producer revealing that they were lip syncing when I was seven. And I remember yeah. that.
1: You right. should only remember their great music. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what... Yeah, I mean, and that's the news we're talking about. Nelson Mandela, mm-hmm. Hubble, Milli Vanilli—that's that's the mm-hmm. consistency you get from this show.
1: It makes you wonder like, what kind of camera technology was on the Hubble. It's got to be pretty bad in <laughs> pers- like compared to today. You know, I imagine iPhone cameras are a hundred times better than whatever's on the Hubble.
0: Oh, it's got to be, but you know what? It's it's a it's not a it's not about the tool; it's about how you use it. You know, that's mm. that's what they say. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that true?
2: That's is true. It, it is okay. true. Yeah, yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> you know, just go grab a
1: pinhole camera, and you can take better pictures than with an iPhone. It could is that be what you're saying, Andrew. It
2: could be. A,
0: I mean, it might take thirty years to get the exposure, <laughs> but you could do it. 1990 in film. We have a veritable...
2: Another very good film <laughs> yeah, here. it's like oh, yeah. a smorgasbord
0: here. Here we go. We got Home Alone, Ghost, Dances with Wolves, Pretty Woman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Hunt for Red October, Edward Scissorhands, The Godfather, and then our Best Picture winner was Driving Miss Daisy. So mm. pretty wild. <laughs> pretty, pretty... I, I skipped over. I'll add it. Total Recall, Die Hard 2. Uh, it's not a great Die Hard. The rest of the Die Hards are pretty much <laughs> way How better. How dare you? <laughs> so... Uh, all right. You got to watch one for the
1: rest of your life. Oh, man. Um, this is actually really tough.
0: No, I, I don't think it is. Not for me. I'm going, uh, I'm going Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on this one. <laughs> uh, that's a good call. <laughs> Whitney, what about you?
2: Um, I don't know. That's hard. <sighs> ghost, maybe? Yeah. I, li- I like Ghost a lot.
0: That's a it's a good one. Was it for the pottery, pottery gonna, scene? The pottery scene alone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Just repeat that, really.
1: <laughs> I, was gonna, Brothers, I was gonna yeah.
2: say
1: I was gonna say scissor hands for the music, but it's just a it's a sad movie. So It is. Uh maybe Dances with Wolves.
0: Yeah, all right. That's a great movie. That's solid. I, I hey. Those are all... I don't think there's a bad answer. Uh, Die Hard 2 would be a bad answer. <laughs> I take it back. Home Alone is fun. That's rewatchable. Yeah. It's a Christmas, mm-hmm. Christmas movie. That's great. That's great. Pretty Woman gets a good laugh.
2: I love Pretty Woman, but... Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Julia yeah, Roberts. One. My goodness. All right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what was popular on TV? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I, I, I don't have to go beyond that one, but yeah. you know, yeah, just really. in case we had Wings, <laughs> Blossom, Are You Afraid of the Dark? I love that show. And then In Mm -hmm. Living Color, which kind of uh, Mm -hmm. was our first SNL type spinoff, I guess. Sketch comedy situation. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. So let's get right to this. Today we are talking about the 1990 film, I Love You to Death.
2: Meet Joey Boca. It's the pizza man. Hello, pizza man. A man with an appetite for life he's a good man bless me father for i've seen with a good wife i cheated on
3: my wife a good family many times and good friends let's say a dozen times in the last two weeks uh, give or take a few times but all that
2: goodness is about to go bad say we go to your place
3: if that's your wife
2: mm, no she can't come because Rosalie Boca is a scorned woman.
3: Divorcing, no, never. I've dead first. Good, he deserves to die.
2: And Joey Boca's days are numbered.
3: Why didn't you tell me you were going to blow up the car? Well, I thought it would be a nice surprise
0: for you. The plot synopsis from Rotten Tomatoes is this. Based on an actual event, Lawrence Kasdan's excursion into black comedy stars Kevin Kline as Joey Boca, a womanizer whose wife Rosalie... Played by Tracy Ullman, finally learns of her husband's wicked ways and decides to kill him. However, Joey somehow manages to sidestep all of Rosalie's murder attempts. Uh yeah. So that's mm-hmm. that's it. That's the That's, the, that's what the happens. Fil- that's that is the film. And we're done. Right. Thanks for joining us this week. You can catch us on Twitter at CoolCoach. This movie was directed by Lawrence Kasdan, who has also directed movies like The Big Chill, Silverado, *Wide Earp, all very solid. If yeah. you're not familiar with his directing, you definitely know what he has written. Empire Strikes Back, Raiders of the Lost Ark, The Bodyguard. And weirdly enough, he wrote Solo A Star Wars Story which Whoa. was the director of last movie we did. So it's pretty much guaranteed Keanu's going to be in a Star Wars now, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> got
2: him. It has to be. He's like the only Man, one. I hope. That would oh, be I hope. so good. That would be amazing.
0: I'm in. I hope he's a Sith, too. He could just be I like... I mean, just, he's proved himself as an action. Just put John Wick in Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. And then <laughs> that's all I need. That's perfect. So while Keanu is in this film... Uh, what are we thinking here? Another five minutes? Maybe. The, uh, this movie. If yeah. even. Yeah. It's, and again, what are we talking here? Four complete sentences? Maybe. Yeah, well, his <laughs> so, character
1: struggled with those, so it's not really working with him.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. This movie also stars Kevin Klein, Tracy Ullman, Joan Plowright, River Phoenix, another coincidence because we had Leaf Phoenix in the last one, and William Hurt. So uh, critical and audience reception, Whitney, we keep uh, we're keeping on the trajectory here. Both critics and audiences have rated this. Do you want to give us a rundown of what we're looking at?
2: Yeah. So we have a a 59 percent critical score uh, and a 63 percent audience score. Um, I don't think either of those are right. Nope. I do think that this is definitely one that would resonate better with audiences and with critics. Mm -hmm. Um, So that makes sense to me. There's not super surprising other than those are probably about 10% higher than they should be.
0: Yeah. I especially thought the critics would have gone a different way with this. But yeah, it shows that sometimes Mm -hmm. they don't know what the hell they're talking about either. They're just like us sometimes. (laughs) We have Hal Hinson from the Washington Post And I pull these personally, so, Mm -hmm. you know, I I might be biased towards how I feel about this movie, but whatever. I think Hal sums it up. It's a movie oddly out of touch with itself, simultaneously anarchic and flaccid. You can look at it, even love some of it, but just as likely you'll slip off to a dreamy world all your own. Mm -hmm. I resonate with Hal. so Oh, yeah. And then we had a user, JB, just to get another side of this. He says, funnier than most, Klein is fantastic, and Ullman is superbly grounded. I haven't laughed like this in a while. This true story of a wife coping with her adulterous husband is a romantic comedy like I've never seen. Mm. (laughs) Uh.
2: Would we call this a romantic comedy? Well, that was it, right?
0: Why did he call it that? It was certainly not romantic Um. at all. Well. Uh,
1: there's a little bit of romance, I think, from River Phoenix's character, but definitely doesn't fall into... Maybe this is, like, a different time of rom-com, but definitely not falling into modern-day
0: romantic comedies. Maybe. I don't know. I... All right. But what would it be, though? Just comedy? I think probably the synopsis nailed it. Like, a black comedy? Like... Yeah. Um... I wrote in my overall thoughts, like, this feels like something that the Coen brothers would crush. Oh, yeah. Like, if they had this yeah. script, yeah. A good Ooh, either yeah. one of them would Ooh. do, like, an amazing job with this script.
2: Yeah. Now I wish that they had done that. <laughs> or, like, maybe they would reboot it. I don't know. Now that you say that, I was just kind of like the story didn't need to be made into a movie. But now that you say the Cohen brothers, I'm like, oh, wait, oh, no, wait. yes, please. Let's do that.
0: <laughs> when you think about the kind of stuff that they have put out there and they can mm-hmm. do comedy and drama, it just they're adept at both. It's unbelievable, really. But I mm-hmm. was looking at this the whole time and just thinking, man, If this was maybe just a little bit more like Fargo, I would love this. So that's kind of where I went with that. If the two of you won't mind, I'll just get right into my thoughts on this. If that's okay.
2: Go for it.
0: There would be no uh, equivocations here. My feelings about this movie are basically, I could do it in one word. Are you ready? Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) Meh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got up, I got drinks, I walked yeah. outside, I was like, oh, the weather's really nice today, this is great. <laughs> I got the mail that I forgot to get yesterday. It's Sunday, we're recording this. I did four other things. This movie could not keep me yeah. engaged for more than 10 minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, you know, I, I thought Kevin Klein was good, weirdly, like... In, in, if there's one kind of saving grace, it's. I thought he was, while I don't really care for his character, I thought he was, he, he acted well. It was funny. There were some mm-hmm. laugh out loud moments. And mm-hmm. I thought Tracy Ullman on the other side had a really, she had some great character moments. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a Hall Notes song featured prominently in this film.
2: Yeah, that's in my notes. <laughs>
0: right. So legally, you can't give it less than two stars because of that. So <laughs> I really enjoyed that. I will call out Hall and Oates. Agreed. Anytime Agreed. they're in a movie, and yeah, overall, I thought it was a, a pretty dark premise. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: In order to make it like funny, everybody needs to be firing at, at like a nine or a ten, and I feel like only Kevin Klein. And occasionally Tracy Ullman were up at that level and everybody else is at like a four or a five. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yep. anytime they weren't on the screen, you're like, I don't know what I'm watching here. So unfortunately, I didn't really care for it too much, but I'd love to hear what the two of you think. Whitney, go ahead.
2: Okay. Um, I mean, I think that they're overall, the, the pacing is wild, like, I don't understand the pacing of this movie at all. Um, and I think that's part of why it was so easy to check out of is because there were, it would have, the story would happen in little snippets and then you'd feel like you were in long parts of just like living day-to-day life kind of stuff. And then there would be little snippet of story and there's kind of like vignettes in this movie that, where there's one scene that's like set up nicely and there's like two lines of dialogue that really work and then everything else just kind of fades away and is hard to focus in on Mm -hmm. i also did not super care for this movie uh it's one of those movies where i have a hard time watching movies where i don't like any of the characters and i don't like any of the characters in this movie um i think that all of them are engaging as far as you know Having a a gravitas on screen and a and a you know whatever, but there none of them are are characters that I'm like can get behind. I'm not rooting for anybody in this movie to to make it out one way or another. Um, and I think that that when you're talking about such a dark comedy, you have to be. Anytime that there's anything like murder or whatever involved, you have to be like, "Oh, I hope someone gets out of these hijinks. And I didn't hope anyone got out of these hijinks. So um, I thought River Phoenix was annoying. I thought the grandmother was annoying. I hated uh, the the druggies. Um, Harlan and
1: Marlon. Marlin. Yeah.
2: Um, I hated them. I, th- I think Kevin Klein was personable even though his character was a a dirtbag and tracy olman had some weight to her that i felt made this more realistic but didn't necessarily bring any life to it um like i think she grounded it in a way but that didn't necessarily work to the story's advantage because grounding it just made it less funny um so yeah i i think overall there's some moments that are worth Seeing in this, but they come so few and far between, and most of the rest of it just I couldn't focus in on, and I was also puttering around or pausing to go do stuff, and like I would come back half an hour later and be like, "Oh wait, I need to get back to this. Um, I have a deadline when I need to talk about it
3: <laughs>
2: and I was doing stuff on my phone most of the time that it was happening, and that kind of stuff, so yeah, I, overall not not super impressed well, I think that's I think that's
0: pretty accurate ev Mm -hmm. you gotta be the voice you gotta you gotta go the opposite way right i mean do i it can't be all of us agreeing here you're always
2: the dissenter no
1: no that's usually only recommending as for working for me i'm gonna take a a page from andrew and and pick one word okay and it's gonna be bad (laughs) (laughs) oh i went with more indifferent we've we've uh We talked about the pacing. Obviously, it's very slow. Um, I guess the plot's good. Like you said, if somebody else took this and ran with it, it might be better. Character development was kind of front-loaded for me. It was, you know, I didn't didn't really, like, learn about a character over time in this movie. And I think originality lines up with plot. The originality, yeah, there's been plenty of these, like, jilted lovers or whatever and getting back i i thought it was cool that it was a based on a true story who knows where from but um i like (laughs) to see that in a movie i do oh you do
0: (gasps) someone did that oh
1: shoot um so we'll (laughs) get to that um Mm -hmm. and then from a technical perspective um standard i guess here and there maybe i was like oh cool cool nice shot (laughs) <laughs> um I can think of one very specifically like right before he got attacked by Abraham Lincoln. I thought it was a really pretty shot. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't anything that was really earth-shattering. It's not.
0: It's not a good movie.
2: Yeah.
0: The one shot that I really liked was when they were interrogating people at the end and there was like a cross dissolve between mm-hmm. like the camera stayed in the same spot and the positions mm-hmm. of the people moved oh, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, there's a really neat thing that they did back in the day."
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's about it, considering that Kazdan has done or at least been a part of some pretty other like massive movies. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't know why. Maybe it was unreasonable to expect more from technical type stuff. But yeah, I'm, I'm right there. I'm like, yeah, it was a movie. It was cut. It, you know, there was a beginning, middle and end. And yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's basically it. All right. And that that's everything. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's everything. I, I was just racking my brain trying to figure out something else to say about this movie. And you know what? There's nothing There's else nothing to say. Else. That's it. Yeah, that's OK. That's it.
0: Let me ask the two of you this, though, because I'm interested mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. This is not even this is only tangentially related here. The movie opens with a pizza spinning. Yeah. Right yes have i have either of you ever tried that before yes that's impossible yes. i've tried it i cannot do it i'm terrible <laughs> it's hard you, have either of you successfully done the pizza toss with your fist? no
2: yes god
0: damn it i'm terrible <laughs> at it all right well,
2: i i only managed like two times in the air before it you know like totally or whatever. Through. but I, <laughs> yeah like but i got i got a couple where it like I got it up and down and caught it again and got it up and spinning immediately. And then I was like, okay, now I'm done. I did it. Was this
1: like in your kitchen or at like a pizzeria?
0: It, it was at a, like a class thing. They were like, here you go. You were in a class and you still didn't get it? No, I didn't. I was terrible. Oh, I could man. not figure it out. I didn't, I just did it on the table. You know, like you just roll it out and it was not nearly as fun. Some people picked it up or they already knew it going in. I was very jealous. So, I just thought I would ask that. Yeah, I'm sorry that happened to you. I thought, here's the thing, that that falls <laughs> thank, I thank you for that. <laughs> it just caught up with me. <laughs> I will say I really enjoyed the production design of the pizza shop and they yes. I think they linger on it to show that they put some work into it, but I, mm-hmm. you know, I appreciate that. I was like, wow, you know, the the photos they had on the wall, everything that was around. Oh, yeah. This is, this mm-hmm. was really Meticulously crafted, so I'll, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah, and I guess that's a good compliment to give a movie, right? You're you like, found hey. one. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I found
0: one. <laughs> Any other high level thoughts? I don't. I don't, I have nothing.
2: No, no, no. Everything else is in my notes.
0: Okay, I think
2: that means it is time for pop quiz, asshole. Oh, oh boy,
0: my. God. Pop quiz, asshole. There was a time when I had the need to learn from
2: you. Oh, what
0: the hell do you know? Lose! I don't lose! I win! She's got a lot to learn about sportsmanship. I feel a little... Twinge of pain when he does the lose. I don't lose. I win because I am losing currently. So <laughs> Same. Not, well,
3: here's, here's large your chance, margin. Andrew.
0: <laughs> I, I, if Evan, here's how this plays out. If Evan gets every one of these wrong and I steal and get all of mine right, I'm still losing. So,
2: <laughs> well, I have a uh, I have a bonus point Ooh. question at the end that
0: might tie it up. So. That,
2: I have decided is worth four bonus points. Get what? out! Unbelievable! New rules! New rules Jeez. on the field! Yes. Yeah. yeah, I am introducing new rules here.
0: <laughs> All right, I'm excited. Oh my gosh. Are we ready? Yeah. Yes. Who Let's am I starting this.
2: with? Who started last time?
0: I think I started because it was my first time. So you could start with Ev. That'll be great.
2: Okay, so Evan. Hmm. How many days did the guy this movie was based on spend in bed after being drugged and shot by his wife and her friends? A. One day. B. Two days. C. Four days.
1: Hmm. How many days was it? That's a good question. Wish I hadn't been looking at my phone.
3: <laughs>
1: um. Wait, wait, wait. I can do this timeline. It
0: was. This is the real guy we're talking about, the right? The real
2: guy, not not in the movie. <laughs> All right, oh, I just want to make man. sure.
0: Man, this is the real guy, Ev. I just okay. I didn't want you to answer incorrectly. I want everybody. Yeah, no, to be this on is the... this is
2: real life. In real real life, life.
1: All right, I'm gonna say, based on the backstory of him being some kind of horse of a man that you know couldn't couldn't be killed, I'm gonna go with two days.
2: The correct answer is four days. Oh, what?
1: man, that's still
0: kind of cool, actually.
2: Four in real life, he, he said shot? four days in bed after being drugged and shot.
0: That's wow. unbelievable. That is unbelievable.
2: It is unbelievable. And it really makes that, that part of the movie where she says he's like an animal. Nor, he's not a normal man. Really ring true. Because I was like, he was drugged and shot. And he was in bed for four days before they found him.
0: Just surviving. (sighs) Just bleeding out. It's crazy. Okay.
2: Yes. All right, Andrew. Which of the side pieces in this movie was Kevin Klein married to in real life? A, the girl he picks up in the bar with the pink cigarette. B, the girl who drops his hat out of the window. C, Heather Graham.
0: Oh, man. I wish I read more magazines. (laughs) no just in life you know like i read more i was more culturally yeah yeah, people um i know heather graham that was a surprise when she showed up Mm -hmm. and i don't know the other two people so i guess i'm just gonna go with heather graham
2: the correct answer is the girl he picks up in the bar damn it and the girl he picks up in the bar is an actress. She was currently working on, have either of you guys seen Drop Dead Fred? Yes, I love that movie! Yeah. She's for, she's the one in Drop Dead Fred. She's The girl? In that. Inter- she not the, the, main character? Not the okay. young girl.
0: All right, I was going to say, geez, all uh, right.
2: No, but she was actually shooting that at the same time as this was happening, and Kevin Clyden was like, I want my wife to have a cameo. And so she came in and did the bar scene.
0: Hmm. Right, and he schmoozed her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Unders- okay.
2: Good. All right. Cool, 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 Whitney,
0: have you
1: eradicated stealing?
2: (laughs) I guess I have. I totally forgot about it. I didn't mean to. She does not want us to
0: catch up, Evan. This is your moment.
2: No, I just I completely got carried away with myself. I can I can (laughs) reinstitute.
0: That's fine. Yeah, just for those first two. That's (laughs) fine. Oh. All right. (laughs) That was Andrew's plan to, to Thank get Thank you for points. even
2: bringing it to my attention, because I literally didn't even realize I was doing it. I was in the moment, too. I was like, oh, <laughs> four days.
0: All right. All right.
2: Okay, Evan. Yes. One of the people in this movie lost an Oscar to Kevin Kline two years before this movie came out. Was it A, James Gammon, who played Lieutenant Scooter, B, River Phoenix... Or see Lawrence Kasdan, the director, who also has a cameo in this movie, as River Phoenix's lawyer at the end.
1: Mm. I'm going to say Scooter. Who? The detective. Did the one who his played his the was? detective. Yes. Yeah.
2: Lieutenant Schooner.
1: Yeah. I said Scooter.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Schooner. Oh. Was it uh, River Phoenix? That's my steal. Yeah! What? <laughs> this is so young. I'm just going mm-hmm. with the uh, names that I know, apparently. Mm-hmm. So that's a good strategy. It's always yeah. B. It's not always B.
2: <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Andrew. All right, all right. This is the debut feature film for one of the actors cast in it. Ooh. Was it A, Tracy Ullman, B, Joan Plowright, who is the grandmother, or C, Jonathan Kasdan, who played Kevin Klein's son.
0: Oh, man. Um, oh, that's some nepotism right there. Um, I feel like the timeline with Tracy oh Ol- I'm gonna rule her out and I'm probably wrong. Let's go with uh, Kas- the Kasdan Jr., Jonathan Kasdan. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh,
1: it's gonna be Ullman.
2: Yes. You yes. Tracy Damn Ullman's it. first first movie.
1: I'm always gonna pick whatever Andrew rules out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good strat. That is a good strat.
2: <laughs> All right, and now four bonus points.
0: Oh, is this first to answer or just tell first us? First to... to answer. Okay.
2: Name the other movie that Jonathan Kasdan played Kevin Klein's son.
0: Whoa. Uh I don't Oh my god. Don't, I don't know any other I'm I'm sure that I know other Kevin Klein movies. I can't think of it. I will abstain from this. I have no idea. Oh
1: well jeez. What are you gonna hand it over to me and I'm just like sitting here with the answer? No. You still have to
0: answer it.
2: <laughs> if you want I mean the no points. one has to answer it, but yeah, so if someone wants four bonus points.
0: I feel like Kevin Klein was it ah oh man, see I know. I just know his face in movies. And like, mm-hmm. there, it's like Matthew McConaughey in the 90s. Like, he did a string of movies where I'm like, well, that's Matthew McConaughey. I could not name a single one. It's like, oh, there's, mm-hmm. a, there's mm-hmm. one with ghosts. There was one where he was swimming in the ocean or something. All right. Uh, <laughs> I just, yeah,
1: only other movie I know of Kevin Klein in is Wild Wild West. So that's what I'm going with.
0: Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There was so much. There, that was too much of a pause. So I was like, "Oh my god, is this correct?" Right. No. What is it? No, it's the big chill. Oh my Whoa. god! I said that in the beginning, and I. All right. Well, it has been a long time since I saw the big chill. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. That was uh, that was not the comeback I was hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly because I'm still in last place. <laughs> The points are, as such, Uh, Whitney continues to have 13, Evan moves up to 4, and I move up Mm. to 3, so...
2: (laughs) You're getting there. You'll overtake him.
0: I'm happy that this is America's favorite game, because right now it's not mine, but we'll (laughs) we'll hopefully soon. Nice.
2: Uh, I didn't want to add this as a question, but the original uh, incident that this movie oh, yeah. is based on took place in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Whoa. Oh,
0: literally an hour away yes. from uh, most of us, yeah.
2: And the wife went to jail.
0: Oh. <laughs> she was not uh no, It did the not have a happy
2: ending. <laughs> yeah. I
0: don't know wow. if this one had a happy ending necessarily either. I would Well call- I don't know
2: that it did either, but you know what uh, better than
0: imprisonment. Life imprisonment.
1: <laughs> Slightly better. <laughs>
0: I guess. Also, two heroin yeah. addicts are out on the street <laughs> again. <laughs> uh, all right, fair enough. I guess we can get right into this. Is that
2: yeah, fair? Let's, yeah. Let's let's go.
0: All right. I guess Whitney, we want three plates of uh, sleepy spaghetti, please. Make this happen. <laughs> wow.
2: All right. So this movie. <laughs> We start with a confessional booth. We are in a confessional booth, and Kevin Klein is doing a really bad Italian accent, which continues through the whole movie. That's
1: my first note. Yeah. So bad. He is
2: telling the priest that he's cheated on his wife like a dozen times on seven occasions with five different women over the last two weeks. So we very clearly established that he is Catholic and a sex addict. And that's about all we know so far.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then we cut
2: to the CGI of spinning pizza dough under the opening credits. And uh, I could not figure out for a very long time what that CGI of the spinning (laughs) white thing was. It did not look like pizza dough. But then he's in the pizza shop. Throwing the pizza dough and catching it in his hands, and he's doing a very good job. He clearly he practiced quite a bit to get that because it's really Kevin Klein's hands. And we see that Kevin Klein and Tracy Ullman, are husband and wife and own a busy local pizza joint where they know everyone. And there's a food montage that has very very delicious looking food in it. I immediately wanted meatballs and sausage with peppers and onions. Yes. And um, River Phoenix. Is named Devo, which I thought was funny. I don't know why. Um, Great band. He works at the pizza parlor. Uh, side note: I just saw Devo's video for "Whip It" for the first time the other day, <laughs> nice. and that that is buck wild. <laughs> I have seen the the outfits, and I think I've seen even shots of like the band. They're on like a little stage in a desert, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. That's clearly built into soundstage. But all the other stuff that happens in that video, I had never seen before. And a lot of weird stuff happens in that video. Anyway, that's totally non sequitur. Um, so River Phoenix is works at the pizza parlor. And they are very busy. We see Kevin Klein shout a compliment slash cat call at a regular in a miniskirt. And Tracy Almond sees this, but kind of smiles, thinking that he's doing like a friendly neighborhood restaurant owner Italian thing, not knowing that we already know about his infidelity. Mm. There's a phone call, and it's one of his mistresses on the phone trying to see him, and he says, "This isn't a good time." A good time while he's groping the pizza dough in a way that made me feel very uncomfortable oh, when I was disgusting. watching it. It was. So unsettling. Oh, I know, that oh, that, I know those
0: feelings wouldn't have transferred to the dough, but I wouldn't want to eat that pizza.
2: No, no, I don't want that in me at all.
0: <laughs> well, what
1: if, what if it tasted better, though? What if it's a new approach to,
2: Maybe. to, to
1: Yeah.
2: River Phoenix overhears the phone call where he's like, I can't see you right now. It's not a good time. Blah, blah, blah. Kevin Klein and Tracy Ullman's kids come in. There was a son and a daughter. Two cops come in to the pizza place to pick up an order, and we do a little bit of establishing of the cops. They've just caught a guy robbing 7-Elevens, and one of the two cops is pissed because they always get sausage and rooms, heavy on the rooms, but he likes pepperoni, and the other cop says, next time, and then he's like, you always say next time, and Kevin Klein does a big speech about how great America is if you obey the law, and there's some heavy foreshadowing of some kind that we know is happening right now uh, in this establishing shop, but we don't know what it is. And then we cut to Kevin Klein in the bathroom of the pizza place, fixing his hair and swishing toothpaste around in his mouth without a toothbrush.
1: Yeah, and he doesn't spit it out. I know. What an animal. Where does it go?
2: So far, all Kevin Klein has done is deeply unsettle me. (laughs) He's clearly on his way to meet a woman, and he tells his wife to watch the shop or finish closing up or whatever. He's got to go take a look at someone's plumbing, and he tells River Phoenix to clean the maggots out of the trash cans. Turns out he also owns the building next door to the pizza place, and so he's a landlord of, like, apartment building. River Phoenix tells Tracy Ullman that it's the third time he's gone upstairs to look at this girl's pipes this week, and Tracy Ullman doesn't suspect anything, but River Phoenix is gives her like the full court press and he's like i don't want you to get hurt this is definitely happening and she says women like joey and he has an eye for the ladies he's italian he's allowed to look he'd never cheat on me and river phoenix is like what if he was though and she says i'd kill myself and if i don't feel better then i'd kill him and we cut to kevin klein Post coitally putting his clothes back on and the mistress is trying to get him to stay or come back later and spend the night. And he's like, I can't spend the night. I have a wife that I love and a family and a good marriage. I just have a lot of hormones, which is why I sleep with you. And that's obviously bullshit. And I was screaming in rage.
0: I think was this also the part where he closes the toolbox and in one of the compartments was just condoms.
2: Condoms. So yeah. if the
0: wife had even opened the toolbox, yeah, <laughs> be like, oh, it's a, a socket wrench, a couple of screwdrivers, and Trojans.
2: Uh, yep. Yeah.
1: yeah, and uh, he tucks his apron into his pants, and that drove me absolutely <laughs> nuts. He untucks it, but I was still very upset at that.
2: Yeah. Um, so later that night, he's at home playing with his daughter and son, and they establish multiple times that he seems like a pretty good dad. I don't really know why they established that. It doesn't make sense to me, because the whole rest of the movie, they do a pretty good job of being like, this guy, They they work really hard to make you want him to get hurt when people are trying to hurt him. And I don't know why they try to establish that he's a pretty good dad. But... He's putting the kids to bed. River Phoenix comes over to hang out with Tracy Ullman. And clearly at this point we know he's in love with her. We kind of got that feeling before when they were closing up the pizza place together, and he was like, Your husband's cheating on you, and she was like, nah. And but now we definitely know because he comes over at night and it's a regular thing and no one questions it to come over at night and hang out with her. So Kevin Klein's watching the ball game, and it looks like he's getting dressed to go out. And River Phoenix it turns out to be a rune-reading hippie feminist kid.
0: <laughs> I wrote that down that he his character is surprisingly progressive considering <laughs> yeah. you know yeah, the time true. and place that he was in. So
2: yeah. So he has a bag of, of runes and he has Tracy Ullman pull one out of the bag and uses that to try and convince Tracy Ullman to change her life and she's like, I know what you're doing. You just don't like my husband or whatever. <laughs> so Kevin Klein goes out for the night. Or he's leaving, and Tracy Ullman says, you should stay, and Kevin Klein's like, oh, why should I stay? And he like kind of does an eyebrow waggle, like, oh, let's. are we going to do it? And she talks about <laughs> bills that they have to pay <laughs> together or whatever. And he's like, no, I work all day every day, and I want to go out and have fun, and I'm not going to stay here. And she's like, okay. And then we watch him seduce a woman with a pink cigarette. I was obsessed with that pink cigarette. I did not know that was a thing. I don't know where you get those. I don't know if they still make them, but that was wild to it me. It was
1: great. Can you imagine you're just like a little bit more chemicals in yeah. that cigarette? <laughs> yeah. A mm, little bit more. What?
2: All of these toxins are not enough for me. Please also <laughs> put some dye I'm going to burn in there.
1: Can yeah. I just pause for a second and talk about the actual like m- movie music outside of Hall Oates? But yes. Okay. There was like a weird Caribbean vibe in most of the music with like steel drums. Did you guys hear that throughout the movie?
0: Or I was don't it just think me? I
2: noticed that.
0: I, ca- I caught some of the steel drums just, but as a thing, like, oh, this is weirdly out of place a little bit. Yeah, for hmm. like being so
1: overly Italian. You know, he he's basically Mario, and they're <laughs> like
3: really forcing this.
1: I mean, literally yeah. wearing all red, mustache, red hat. I mean, the plumber piece is kind of a, it's more of a Luigi thing. But still,
0: <laughs> hey, it was hey, all there. They're both plumbers. And then, they're both plumbers.
1: And then steel drums.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Taking, taking the music from World 1-1, and it would have been Super Mario. It would have been as good as the Super Mario movie, essentially. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> so, he seduces... The woman at the bar with a lot of sleazy talk, and the bartender kind of smirks like, I've seen this happen over and over and over yeah. again. And then they dance to the sweet strains of Hollow Notes. And I have to say, while none of his lines would work on me, Crazy Dancing to You Make My Dreams Come True probably would work on me. So <laughs> it
0: was solid. It was solid. Yeah.
2: So then they they have sex or whatever. And then the next day. They're out back of the pizza place, Tracy Ullman and River Phoenix, and a very young Heather Graham comes by looking for Kevin Klein because he said he had an apartment to rent, and she is clearly surprised when she meets his wife, indicating that he has also slept with Heather Graham. And they go to find him to show her the apartment, and he's just leaving a different girl's apartment, indicating that he has filled this apartment building he's the landlord of with young single female tenants to have at the ready, I guess. Yes, And he sends Heather Graham away and tells her to come back tomorrow and seems a little bit uncomfortable. And it's weird because he's never uncomfortable with any other women and his wife and maybe she might find out with any other women. So I don't know why Heather Graham is different, but they do not explore that at all. And that's the last time we see her. He send her away (laughs) and he tells her to come back tomorrow, yeah, and the wife is jealous of one of the women in the building, who's the one he was just sleeping with, who drops his hat out the window because he left it in the apartment. And he lies to her and, you know, whatever, and is like, you have no reason to be jealous. She's young and pretty and has a great body, but I have the best wife in the world, so why would I do anything
1: interesting interesting way to play it off just like yeah, yeah she is a great body but
3: <laughs> you're, right. you're,
1: you're a good wife yeah
0: all those yeah. things you said i acknowledge and more <laughs> but yeah. also come on <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you're my exactly. wife <laughs> uh,
2: and then we find out in a side comment that the grandmother who lives with them is like a mechanical genius who can fix anything and then right after he says that while they're walking down the street they're at a diner or something for dinner, and the grandmother is somehow soldering.
0: Right something? at the table, yeah. At the, so weird. at a diner
2: in the table, I don't know how she's getting any power to her soldering iron. <laughs> uh, I don't know why she brought everything she needed to solder something to the diner. Yep. Um, but anyway, she's soldering something. And then Kevin Klein says she should be in an old ho- folks' home, which starts a multilingual argument where the mom doesn't understand him and he doesn't understand her, but the wife understands them both. And then the kid burns his finger, which stops the argument. And then we cut to a library. And Tracy Ullman is wandering around and she sees Kevin Klein kissing a woman and telling her that they need to get out of here to go do it. Mm. And Tracy Ullman runs outside crying, and some neighbor kid, kids see her crying. And, and then she starts crying some more, and she slams open the bathroom door, and she yells at herself in the mirror for being a fool, and she's still crying. She opens a bottle of pills, and it looks like she's going to take them all, but then she doesn't, and she throws them against the wall. And then we cut to later that night, her talking to her mother, and she says she's not going to divorce him so that he can just go live with some other woman. And the the grandmother is like, no, of course not. He's got to die. <laughs> and they're like yeah i know he has to die but like how and the grandmother talks about hiring someone to kill him and the wife is like well we're we'll get caught and the grandmother says americans kill each other left and right it's like a national pastime no one will get caught don't worry about it so she goes to see this guy who she knows who lives in a trailer and takes some cookies and says come kill him and the contract killer runs out of the dark with the mask on and a baseball bat and attacks kevin klein but kevin klein fights off fights him off enough and gets the bat away for the guy to run away and then the he calls the detective over from the pizza place we saw earlier to talk about the guy who tried to hit him over the head with the baseball bat and so obviously none of this worked the grandma says leave it to me i'll do it myself
0: it's ludicrous. The whole thing. I, 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 All of this is wild. I can't yep. even. What th- this grandmother is? You know, she's. Uh, how old are we thinking this lady is? She's sixty, seventy, somewhere there. And they say I'd she's. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah. uh, she's Slavic,
0: she's, maybe. I, I don't know what language she was speaking. They said Yugoslavian.
2: Okay, so yeah.
0: And it's just funny that they both. You know, he's cheating. I'm not gonna. No, we're not gonna divorce him. And then they hop to murder. And everybody is immediately on board. (laughs) Yes.
2: All right. I can... Okay. The two of them buy in right away, and the contract killer's like, I haven't killed anyone in a long time. And she's like, oh, you're a nice boy. You'll do it. And he's like, yeah, okay, I will. (laughs) You brought some peanut butter cookies. Sure. Yeah.
1: Because she was friends with his grandmother.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. The grandmothers were friends, so she's getting this nice young boy. Right. It's just... If you're watching this movie, you didn't miss anything. Th- that's literally what happens. They Yes. The cheating occurs, it gets caught, it's time to murder. Yes. <laughs> Five minutes total has a lot <laughs> you know.
2: Yeah, it's it's really it, immediately it's like, okay, now murder. Um Love it. Kevin Klein has a gun in the bedroom, a tiny cute little snub nose revolver thing. Yeah. And he's cleaning it, and he's, like, pretending to pull it on a mugger in the mirror, and he's like, ha, speed draw, suck on this Abraham Lincoln or whatever. <laughs> and uh, then Tracy Ellman's like, I don't want a gun in the house around the kids, blah, 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 but now we've seen the gun, so we know there's a gun, it's been established. Cut to that night in the garage in the dark. The grandmother opens the hood of the car and is doing something in the dark, we assume, sabotaging the car. mm mm-hmm. And then the next morning, she watches out the window, very self-satisfied, as Kevin Klein leaves the house and goes to get in the car. But then, she sees that both of them are going to work together. Tracy Allman gets in the car, and she freaks out, and she runs out, and she's like, no, blah, 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 you can't, there's rain, and,
3: uh, and traffic, traffic, and, and,
2: and yeah. Uh, she needs to stay here and help me with housework. <laughs> and it seems like... The grandmother thought she had rigged up the car to explode when the key turned in the ignition. Yeah, I definitely assumed it was going to be like cutting the brakes or something. Not, I put a bomb in the car.
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Also, if you're like, if you're a major conspirator with, you know, with the wife, wouldn't you mention to her the night before, like, hey, don't use the car tomorrow
0: because I'm I rigged it to explode.
2: They do say in that argument they never go to work together at the same time.
0: Yeah. And I think she does scold her later, doesn't she, where she says, like, you could have
2: told yeah. me that you, you could have uh, yeah. make the car explode. Uh, so she doesn't want to blow her daughter up, too. And then the key turns in the ignition. And it seems like maybe they didn't actually she didn't do it right. Nothing blows up. It's, everything's fine. Then that night. They're like, OK, we got this again. Still, we're going to do attempt number three. And they make a batch of spaghetti sauce and they put. And two whole bottles of sleeping pills. And they serve it to him while he's watching TV. And he goes back for seconds because it's good. They made it nice and spicy like his mother's for apparently the first time since in the whole marriage that she's made spaghetti sauce. She's always made it wrong.
0: They've never used pepper.
1: It's a sad story, right? That's the first time that she made it the way he likes it is when she wants to kill
3: him.
2: Um, And he mindlessly eats the first bowl and he goes back for seconds because it's good and like his mama's and whatever. And then we see him like eating the sauce with like using bread to scrape up the last of the sauce. And he's sitting on the couch and he's saying his stomach hurts and he seems a little bit out of it, but definitely very still coherent. And she says, I'll go get you more spaghetti to settle your stomach. And he's like, what? And then apparently he eats it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and That then, was great. Yeah, it was. And then she and the mother are outside of the house. And that's when we hear the whole, he's like an animal. He, you know, he works 15 hours a day and then he sleeps with a different woman every night. And he gets two or three hours of sleep and he eats like a maniac and never gains weight. He's not an animal. He's a human or he's not human. He's an animal or something. This may not work. And he comes outside and he's real loopy. And he, but he says he feels fine because he had a good crap and that's all he needed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There was, this was one of the only scenes in the movie where I laughed out loud, where he, Mm -hmm. he went to go put his hand on the pole and he was way off. Yeah. And I, I was like that was his reaction, everything about that scene. I was like, okay, that was legitimately funny.
2: That's the thing that I think was missing in this movie more is Kevin Kline's forte is physical comedy. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they didn't use that at all in this movie, I feel like. Right. That scene where he was like, miss the pole and and kind of like shook his head or whatever. That's the kind of stuff that he's so good at that they didn't give him much opportunity to do in this movie. Hmm. And then he like pulls them up onto the porch and they all sit on the porch swing and he's loopy and he's singing songs, but he's still not out. And they're just waiting for him to pass out. And then he sets up Monopoly for the three of them to play. And they're like, oh, my God, what is going on? And then he's eating another bowl of spaghetti.
0: It was a lot of spaghetti. He ate was a so lot spaghetti. of pasta. I was I'd a be little jealous. Dead. <laughs> I'd be dead on the carbs alone. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah. that's time to go into a coma now.
2: <laughs> For sure. And then uh, it looks like he's finally conking out and he falls over and he's snoring in the bowl of spaghetti on her lap. The wife's lap. Uh, the grandma wants to shoot him, but the wife says, no, we can't shoot him. They can't turn back now, the grandma says, because they filled him full of sleeping pills. And so if they take him to the hospital, they'll, they'll know that he was drugged. Um, so they have to finish the job and kill him because he's full of sleeping pills. But mm. the sleeping pills don't seem to be enough to kill him. The grandma calls River Phoenix and said, You know how you feel about my daughter, and that you always said you do anything for her. Well, you're a good boy. Come, I want you to do something. Come over now. And he's like, <laughs> Okay. And he helps them carry him up to the bed and they lay him down in bed. And then the grandma hands him a gun. And Tracy Ullman says, She can't watch this and starts to walk out. And then the kid says, I can't do this alone. And there's a bunch of arguing about the grandmother and who's going to be there to watch it and who's going to do it and who's going to see it and if Tracy Ullman can even handle him being shot and blah, blah, blah. But then the two women go outside and pace around in the backyard waiting and then they hear the gunshot and they run back in. Mm -hmm. But the kid turned his head away at the last second and closed his eyes when he shot the gun so they don't know if he hit him. But then they look and they, at first they're like, oh, he's, there's blood on his head, but it's actually spaghetti sauce from when he fell into the plate of spaghetti <laughs> asleep. But then they turn his head the other way and there is some blood and a tiny bullet hole, but he wakes up and he says he doesn't feel good. And maybe he needs some aspirin. And so they go get him some aspirin and they're like, we have to kill him. <laughs> right, he's been shot now in the head. we definitely can't take him to the hospital. He's been shot in the head, but he's not dying. And then River Phoenix is falling apart because he can't believe that they talked him into shooting someone. It's so not him. It's whatever. He can't do it again. Neither of them can shoot him, the mother or the grandmother. And so they need to go find somebody else to drag into this mess to kill him (laughs) and finish off the job. So now they got to pay somebody to do it. So River Phoenix goes to a bar looking for someone. And he's wearing a weird glue-on Fu Manchu-type mustache thing, and but the bartender recognizes him anyway. Right. And then (laughs) he goes into a back room where there's a guy shooting pool, and he appears to be heavily on drugs of some kind. He's doing a real heroin-lean sort of a thing, so we know it's not just stoned, it's something harder. Yeah. And then Keanu Reeves pops up from the floor, where he found, I guess, a pool ball that had fallen to the floor (laughs) and he also appears to be doped up and river phoenix is like okay guys you have to come over and finish the job and they barter and argue for a bit these guys are like three hundred dollars is not much money to kill a guy and river phoenix is like well i already started it i already did most of the work (laughs) you You just gotta finish the job yeah
0: we got a note here that Keanu, his first appearance, I just did a quick check, is 54 minutes into the film. Oh, my God. So. Yes. <laughs> and you felt yes. every minute.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely, I hit probably the halfway point of the movie, and we hadn't seen Keanu Reeves yet. And I was like, he might not like be in this other than like a patron at the bar or something right. like that. Like I was like, when are we going to... like? Is he a coroner, maybe, or something? When are we going to see him? What role does he play? What I will say that I found interesting is he looks so much older than he did in the last movie.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like,
2: when you look at parenthood and you look at now, he looked like a teenager and now he looks like a man. And he's still younger than the other guy, but, like... He looks like a man now and he's looked like a teenager up until this point. And I thought that was really interesting.
0: Yeah, I was I put it I put it down. We're getting like the prototype John Wick beard. It's like the early stage, like the scraggly. I'm like, wow. And again, I'm sure Evan noticed at least pretty crazy haircut going on in this movie. (laughs) Amazing. Yo,
2: Keanu Reeves haircut was wild.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Pretty wild. He only shaved one side of his head again, but it wasn't even the whole side of his head. It was just basically the width of 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 clippers,
0: right? Yeah, it was. And he had it looked like he had like two dots, like yeah, some like some sores or something there. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, this is. I don't like this guy. Who is this guy?
2: Yeah. Um. So the guys, the drug addicts, agree to come over and kill him for $500 I think they decided on yeah and they take a cab over and then they dick around for a while before going upstairs with the bat and the plan is to put on a record really loud so that no one hears a second gunshot they need a record on to cover the sound oh yeah not a gunshot braining him to death is what they're gonna do but then they decide to shoot him but anyway they need a record to cover the thing so they've got the bat The grandmother only wants to listen to Johnny Mathis, so she's tearing the house apart looking for the Johnny Mathis record. And Tracy Ullman's like, you've got 50 records in your hand. Just put something on so they can kill him already. And then the guys are waiting for the record, and they look at the bat, and it's Reggie Watts' bat. And then they start talking about baseball and chanting Reggie and do whatever. And then they do the Pledge of Allegiance for some reason.
1: And they can't get it right. It's, that was actually. And they don't funny. get it
2: right. That was actually one of the other times that I actually laughed. Was when they like someone when one of the two, and I don't know which one it was, said "amber waves of grain." Yeah, I laughed yes. out loud.
0: That was uh, the Will, uh, William Hurt, the not Keanu's yeah. character, the not other Keanu. one. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty great.
2: And the grandmother has a record, and she hasn't put it on yet. But then there's a gunshot, and then the grandpa blasts the music after the gunshot anyway they come downstairs and they say he's dead they shot him and then tracy ellman falls apart and starts crying and sobbing and praying and whatever and as she's falling apart kevin klein walks downstairs and he's like what are you doing and everyone is shocked and they all freeze (laughs) and they're like what the fuck do we do now and he's walking around talking and he's like wife There's guests here. Why are they not eating food? Do we have no food in this house? And she's like, they're not hungry. And then he shot in the chest and this bullet went all the way through because there's blood on the front and there's blood on the back of his pajamas. He's still talking and walking around.
0: That was so ludicrous, that part, because they hide the fact that he was shot. There's like a. Like it cuts to a wide shot and you see very clearly he's wearing white pajamas and there's a huge yeah. blood stain. Yeah. Yeah. I laughed yeah. out loud at that because yeah. it's in, it was crazy. It was yep. pretty good. It was a pretty good reveal.
2: They take him back up to bed and lay him down in the covers. And they say that he, they tell him that he's sick, that he has a virus and that's why he feels so shitty and whatever. And they're like, you just need some sleep. And so he goes to sleep and then, They pay the guys. The guys apparently go back to the bar and brag about shooting a guy for five thousand dollars. Somehow it turned into five thousand dollars instead of five hundred. Yeah. And someone at the bar goes to the cops, and the cops show up at the house, and they demand to see Kevin Klein. They say he's sick, so they have to come back later. And they're like, "We're not. If we come back later, be with a warrant. Let us in now." And so they go upstairs, but the lights are off in the bedroom, and they're, you know. So they they keep the lights out and try to play it off as he just him being sick, but because he's still talking and he's still interacting yeah. with the people around him. And uh, but then the the cops demand that the lights go on, and Tracy Ellman tries to put a pillow over all the blood because he's bleeding out because he's been shot twice <laughs> and. <laughs> She doesn't manage to cover it up, and the cops see the blood, and they're like, what happened? And then they're trying to make up some excuse about him being shot by the mafia in the front yard, and then they dragged him up and put him to bed because he didn't want to go to a hospital. But then they get him to a hospital, and they're rushing him into the OR, and there was spaghetti in his gunshot wound <laughs> in his head.
0: <laughs> that was pretty funny.
2: And there's, they take mugshots of everybody. Uh, the, the wife, the mother, the grandmother... River Phoenix and the two druggies all get their mugshots taken, and then they show them at the station being interrogated. And every single one says that they did it. the mo- The mother said, Tracy Allman's like, "I did it. Don't blame my mom. Don't blame the kid. It was just me." And then those guys that I paid to finish it off. I do think that she blamed them, but right. she's like, "It was all me. Don't put it on everyone else." And then, of course, the grandmother's like. I did it all. I did the sleeping pills. I did the shooting. Don't. It's not my daughter. She had no idea. I was taking care of her. And also she can't. She was begging me not to do it. But I do what I want because I'm the mother. And then River Phoenix is like, maybe I did it, maybe I didn't, you don't know, but also I know how to shoot a gun. My brother was in the National Guard, and he's sitting on his chair weird, and his lawyer has three diamond earrings in one ear. And apparently (laughs) that's the director of the movie.
0: Old Larry.
2: And so they can't can't get a a straight answer from anybody. So they all get put in handcuffs and taken to prison. And then we cut to Kevin Klein in the hospital, and he's going to be just fine. And he says that being his, one of his mistresses from the upstairs apartment is there. And she's like, we can run away together now. And he's like, he says, being shot in the head really makes you think. And he can't mess around anymore. He has to take his marriage seriously. And she's like, take your marriage seriously. She shot you. And he says, I can't fool around with women anymore. I've got to be a good husband to my wife. And the woman leaves. Very confused, and I get it, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I am also confused. And then his mom walks in. Yeah, his mom walks in, and another fun fact that I found when I was looking for Pop Quiz asshole trivia, the woman who plays his mom is only six years older than him in real life.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. That was, I don't know if it was makeup or what they had her wearing, because, yeah, but...
2: Wow, that's crazy. No, it's the patriarchy, because that happens all the time. That has happened in most movies where, like, the women who play mothers are the same age as the leading men who are dating women who are, like, 20. That happens a lot, actually. Wow. Anyway, the, the mom is like, you shithead, you cheated on your wife, and he's like... <laughs> i'm sorry and she's like don't say sorry to me say sorry to your wife go make this right with her and so when he gets out of the hospital he goes to the prison or the cops or whatever and he's like let him go she tried to kill me for good reasons and they're like i'm sorry what he's like let him go and they're like she's gonna try and kill you again and he's like maybe but he's not going to prosecute, so they let everybody go, and he paid the bail for everybody, and he's at the prison waiting for everyone to get out, and they all get out at separate times, so the druggies come out, and he's like, I'm not going to prosecute you, so there's no case against my wife. If you, if I prosecute you guys, like you don't need to worry about it, because if I... Say that you guys tried to kill me, then that implicates her and then she's going to go to jail. So you're mm-hmm. fine. We're fine. Not the best way to meet anybody, but whatever. And then they walk out and they're like, cool, I guess.
0: Keanu <laughs> yeah. didn't even, he, his character is so far gone. He doesn't even yeah. know what planet he's on. He walks yeah. into a door on the way out. He's,
2: yep. he's Yeah,
1: the pants and shoes were pretty amazing, <laughs> too, that he
2: had on. The shoes were quite a choice that yeah. they made for him. And I don't know where those came from. And then River Phoenix comes out and tries to, like, posture like he's a badass or whatever, but whatever. And then, and then the grandma comes out. And takes the candy right out of Kevin Klein's hands. Kevin Klein is in like a nice suit with roses in one hand and a box of candy wrapped in a red ribbon in the other. And the grandma's like, oh, is this candy for me? And just grabs it right out of his hand before he says anything. And she says, you know, I liked you once. Maybe I like you again. And then she takes the kids outside so he can apologize to his wife for cheating on her over and over and over again. And, uh, He gives her the roses and he apologizes and then he proposes to her and says, marry me again. And she's like, are you crazy? No, I tried to kill you. You cheated on me for all these years. Why should I trust you now? And he's like, when you shot me, it changed my life. When I woke up and realized you loved me so much, you would kill me rather than see me with another woman. The passion that you had for me woke me up. I'll never (laughs) cheat on you again. I'll be faithful. We're doomed to be together forever. Like Romeo and Juliet. And then they make out in the janitor's closet. And then it's the end of the movie.
0: Yay. Ev, I just want to make sure. That's a happy ending? For who? Um, for uh, everybody?
3: E he... No. <laughs> for, for Joey. Keanu. For Joey. Who? Oh, the main character.
1: Got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not for River. Maybe for the grandmother. Certainly not for Keanu. He doesn't know what happier set
3: is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Those concepts are for mere mortals.
1: I don't know. TBD for Ullman, Probably not for her in the long run.
2: Definitely not for her. What kind of person is like, I tried to kill you and you cheated on me for years. Let's get married again. No. That's bad for everybody. Yep. Yeah,
0: there's no you you have to buy that the you have to buy that premise of his that getting mm-hmm. shot by his wife is was such a powerful motivating gesture. That he's going to throw away what was presumably, we don't really know, maybe the past 10 years of marriage, 15 years of, of just infidelity. And I, I, don't get, I don't buy it. I don't think that that is possible, especially when he owns a building full of people that he's slept with already. <laughs> so it's not good. This will not work out.
2: So, yeah, in real life, the wife spent four years in prison after pleading guilty to attempted murder.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's that's crazy. It's super mm-hmm. crazy that that actually uh that happened. That this guy actually lives or lived, I don't know if he's still around, <laughs> like nearbyish too. Mhm. So, do we have any other uh thoughts about this movie? I I think no. I think not. Uh do we does anybody recommend this film? No. No. Great. So we're back to Prince of Pennsylvania <laughs> levels of recommending
2: uh-huh.
0: zero. Okay. So where does this fall in our rankings of Keanu movies? If we could even call this a Keanu movie, again, this is like Youngblood level Keanu, five, two to five minutes. Where would you slot this in what we've watched so far?
2: I like it more than the night before. Do I like it more than flying? Yeah. (laughs) You do? I do. I do like it more than flying.
0: Jeez. Strong words. I think
1: I'm right above Youngblood, but before, night before.
0: Interesting. Okay, so Whitney's going to slot it in at her number seven spot. Looks like Evan is going to put it at number nine. Um... Going to put this.
2: No, number seven's too high. I take it back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, that would knock Dangerous Liaisons down. Okay, so maybe you're number eight. Evan's going to put it around number nine. I'm feeling like I liked flying more than this movie. Whoa, really? I'm going to put mine around 11. So, doesn't even, I don't want this movie in my top 10. I don't even want it. I know that most of these movies won't stay in the top ten. I don't even yeah, want to no, have a I mean, chance. Hello, being... by
2: the time we get to there, there's gonna be John Wick in, in one, two, and three. So
0: <laughs> right. It's like, well, tied for first place is John Wick one, two, and three. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: John Wick three is not even out yet, and I know it's gonna be like number three on the list.
0: Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So that is um yeah, so none of us recommend this. It was it doesn't even feel like it was middling at best. Yeah, don't watch this. Don't watch it if you don't. Nope there nope. there are other movies out there that have this similar type plot that executed a lot better. Yep. Go watch a Coen Brothers movie. That would that's my recommend <laughs> that's my recommendation. Go watch Fargo. Yeah. So let's talk about next week. I will be leading the discussion of a movie called Tune In Tomorrow. I know that I have certainly not seen or heard of this film. Are uh, no. Either of you? Nope. Yeah, this will be another interesting one. Hopefully this isn't a situation where Keanu Reeves is like uh, in it for five. Oh, he's second build. So he's clearly going to be. Uh... Okay, good. And apparently, Peter Falk is in this. So, Whitney, we have, uh, I remember you referenced the Latino Peter Falk in the Uh night before. So (laughs) Uh now we get Peter Falk proper. So that'll be great. I'm into it. All right. All right. You can find our website at CoolBreezePod.com and access all of our episodes, list of films we'll be reviewing, and much more. You can also reach out to us by emailing CoolBreezePod at gmail.com or hitting us up on Twitter at CoolBreezePod. If you think this is a podcast you can get behind, please give us a subscription on your preferred platform, and a review would be much appreciated. We will be back next week. But until then, Whitney, where can we keep up with you on the internet?
2: I am at Whitney underscore Nelson, N-E-L-S-E-N on Twitter. And you can kind of see all of my podcasts there. I retweet when new episodes go up and whatnot. But check out Historical Hotties. Uh, we just had an episode that went up about feminists. And we had the girls from Infinite Infinite Jest Jest on. And that was very fun. Nice. Um, and... uh I am also on a video game podcast called Almost Better Than Silence. And in last week's episode, I talked about a very fun game that I played on Steam that was made by a punk band in Brooklyn, and it's all done in MS Paint. um, And (laughs) the whole soundtrack to the game is this punk band's music. Uh, And I also talk about ableism in the game Life is Strange and... um, so go check that out, Almost Better Than Silence. And then I am going to be a recurring character very soon on Myth Takes, which is a real play RPG. And I um don't know when we're dropping it, but look out soon for Extremely Fast and Incredibly Furious, the Fast and <laughs> Furious podcast that I did. You can follow that at Fast Furious Pod on Twitter to see when we drop the episodes.
0: Nice. I believe your bio on Twitter is Can it sustain another podcast or have you, filled, <laughs> have you filled the 240? I have
2: filled it. I have right. filled it. So I've got to take something out if I want to add
1: some more any more?
3: Yeah.
2: But I have all five of them on there right now, including Fast Furious Pod. But if I, if I get another podcast, I'm out. I'm out of space.
0: Whitney is a great follow. Make that happen. <laughs> Speaking of great follows, Evan. Hmm. Where can we follow you on the internet?
1: Uh, I'm on Instagram at Evan I'm also on Twitter, but don't follow me there. It's terrible. No, no, Untapped
0: or? Oh, shit. <laughs> How do
1: I remember your internet presences? Thank God. There's a great app called Untapped where you can watch every beer I drink and live it with me. <laughs> so, same handle. Find me there. See you soon.
0: See you soon. I love it. You can find me on most internet platforms at Dark Driving, particularly Twitter and Instagram are really good. And more recently on YouTube, I've been posting some of my work there and some new things are in the works. So it's definitely worth checking out, especially if you like movie related things. I'm getting into video essays in a big way. So that should be pretty cool. Thank you all for joining us. And in the words of Bill S. Preston and Ted Theodore Logan, Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes.